0: Hello from ABA Mid Year Meeting 2017 in Miami, Florida. I'm Lawrence Coletti. And I'm Alan Diamond. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. And we're back. Uh, of course, joining me is Alan Diamond. He is the chair for the American Bar Association's Commission on the American Jury. And so, obviously, we're going to talk about that. Alan, that's why you're here. But before we do that, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Where do you work? What do you do?
1: Well, I work at the uh, law firm of greenberg Traurig, where I've been for 41 years. Prior to that, I was a trial lawyer for the uh, local county government here, Miami-Dade. And uh, I've been practicing law for 46 years. And one day I'll get it right. Are you a fan of the Miami Heat? Yes. All the Miami teams are... Uh, my adopted teams now. How do you feel about LeBron James? Um, We miss him. (laughs) Uh, Team could use him, although we've just won nine games in a row. So uh, our young Miami Heat is uh, beginning to show some signs of life. Very encouraging.
0: Great, we wish you the uh, the best of luck.
1: Thank you. All right, so let's
0: get to your commission. So obviously the American Bar Association's commission on the American jury. Who put this commission together and why?
1: Well, the commission was established by Robert Gray, who at that time was the uh, ABA president. He saw the statistics that indicated that the number of jury trials in America was dramatically down from its historic high, and he put together a commission to look into it, determine what was causing that, and whether something uh, should be done about it, whether something could be done about it.
0: Obviously, before we got started, we did a little pregame, and we were talking about the types of trials. It's across the board. It's both civil and criminal. Jury Correct. trials are down. So let's, let's cut into that a little bit. Let, maybe let's start with the civil, and then we'll talk about the criminal, because that did surprise me.
1: Well, in the civil side, and the dynamics in the two practice areas are substantially different. But on the civil side, the evidence appears to support the fact that uh, there's been a deliberate policy decision to reduce the number of trials in America. There have been steps taken at various levels that have had a substantial impact on reducing the number of trials. And as the number of trials falls, so does the number of jury trials. And then there are some situations that are unique to jury trials, which have also appeared to be, uh, have caused a uh, drop in the number.
0: Okay, and what are, what are some of the, uh, the, the contributing reasons for having less trials in general, at least in the civil category?
1: Yeah, in the civil category, I think you start with the concept that there were early indications that if you switch to different types of resolution mechanisms, you would impact the total number of cases in the trial court and the total number of cases going to trial from the trial court. For example if, uh, as we did in Florida, a mandatory mediation process for every civil case was required about 20 years ago. And as a result of that, there's been a huge growth in the mediation industry. Uh, As a result of these uh, substantially increased number of mediations, there have been a substantial number of settlements and the settlements mean that there won't be a trial whether it's jury or non-jury. Likewise, there's been a move in the country generally to arbitration and there have been many many different types of arbitration provisions but basically the court system has been very strong in saying if the parties have agreed to arbitrate we're going to enforce that agreement and those cases will be out of the system therefore they will not in fact go to trial at least not in the context of a civil trial
0: Okay, let's transition to criminal because this was something that uh, that caught me a little off guard. Why are the uh, jury trials decreasing in the criminal law side?
1: Well, I think on the federal side, we have uh, very draconian guidelines for sentencing. I'm not a criminal defense attorney, but I think what the preliminary studies reveal is that many defendants are choosing to plea bargain and commit themselves to shorter-term prison time rather than risk very long-term prison time uh, after they go to trial it's put huge pressure on the uh, defense bar and huge pressure on accused Uh, but there's a such a huge risk of a draconian outcome if you risk trial that uh, a very substantial number of people have opted not to go to trial that has reduced the number of trials
0: wow wow so obviously we're going to get into it and you're putting together a study Yes. going forward. And uh, well, I got a couple of questions there. So so when does this study begin? And then what is the scope of the study?
1: The study is well underway. We have just received a preliminary, uh, let's call it a midterm report. Okay. Uh, it is it's going, appropriate
0: for the mid-year meeting.
1: For, yes. And it's, uh, it's going to be something that we'll be discussing at our meeting tomorrow. And the question will be, are we on the right trail? Are we finding the causes of the demolition in the number of trials. For example, it appears that one of the major reasons that civil trials are uh, diminishing is the huge cost to get to a civil trial. And so the question then is, well, what to do about that? Is that something that should be tinkered with? Should we be reducing the cost of going to trial? And you can do that, but the way you do that in the civil case is to reduce the level of discovery that's permitted because its discovery is the essential major cost in uh, most civil litigation. So if you decide that reducing the cost is a better public policy objective than the current system, which is the search for perfection, which has then, in my opinion, become the enemy of good, you will find that uh, you have to relieve the lawyers of the concept that they have to run down every rabbit trail to find every possible fact, to look at every possible document, in order not to be later accused of malpractice. Interesting. And and you have to uh, indicate that you're prepared to go to trials with less than 100% of the discovery that's going on now. If you do that, you've made a policy decision that will increase the number of jury trials, in my opinion, because you will have made it more reasonable to get to trial you then, you you certainly have the need to have the threat of a jury trial hanging over many defendants in order to effectuate the settlements that we've been talking about, uh, the mediated settlements or otherwise, because ultimately, without the threat of the perceived uncertainty of the outcome, you'll have a lot more cases going to to trial. So it's a... uh, a complex series of questions. It uh, brings to mind policy decisions that uh, state judicial systems will have to uh, reach. And and likewise, in the federal court system where they've already begun to deal with proportionality in terms of uh, discovery, it's a question of whether that will escalate or has it reached its uh, natural midpoint. So in your study, does the study
0: also include satisfaction by the defendant, both civil or criminal, in what's going on right now. So right now you've got a decrease of jury trial and, and there seems to be some alternatives, there seems to be some, some plea bargaining, but uh, certainly you know, a defendant's gonna have some feedback on that, whether or not that's a satisfactory process to them. Do they feel like they've received their day in court?
1: Well, I think that people are going to feel huge amounts of pressure that, and they're under pressure now, not to go to trial for many different reasons. One is risk of an outcome that's not predictable. Uh, The other is the cost of uh, going to trial, which prevent people from believing that they can afford to go to trial. You know, there's an unfortunate question that you often uh, have to ask, and that is how much justice can you afford? And there's a limit to what people can actually pay for. So the system has to be either streamlined to reduce the cost or we'll be in a situation where everybody will not have an equal opportunity to eventually have a trial, including a jury trial. So we're at the
0: halfway mark of your study, we're at the mid-year meeting, and so you know, based on what you've seen so far, where do you think we need to go for both the civil and criminal aspects of jury trial?
1: Well, that's what we're gonna be talking about. Uh, I don't wanna put on the record my own view of where this should be, because I have uh, a group of commissioners who are representative of many different segments of the American Bar, including the Judicial Division, the Litigation Division, for example, and they have very strong views as to what should be done, what direction we should be in, and I don't want to preempt the discussion we're going to have tomorrow and the decisions we'll ultimately make six months from now in terms of what we're going to recommend to the ABA and uh, what resolutions might be submitted to the House of Delegates.
0: Excellent. Well, I wish you the best of luck on that. I do have one last question for you. So obviously, we've got some listeners out there that'll be interested in what we're talking about. And if they want to reach out, how can they find you?
1: Well, I'll give you my email address. I Perfect. get uh, a huge number of emails every day anyway, <laughs> but it's my last name, D-I-M-O-N-D-A, at gtlaw.com. Uh, GT for greenberg Traurig.
0: Excellent. Well, it looks like we've reached the end of the road for today's episode. But I want to thank our guest, Mr. Alan Diamond, for joining us. And also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. And if you'd like what you've heard today, please rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you have heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com.